At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 215 of a Love Food Podcast. I'm Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And I am in my new Love Food Podcast studio in my closet, which is also my laundry room. So I'm hoping that, you know, well, we all are doing the best we can right now, right? We all are. And this is part of my doing my best right now is having to relocate my office. Um, But the cool part is, is my cat Manny gets to sit next to me. He has not budged as I've been recording this episode. So I'm excited to be able to like sit here with him. It's kind of nice. So if you hear some purring, that's just because he kicks ass. But I wanted to share this episode with you today, talking about the way relating to food I actually have had this letter for a little while and scheduled this interview before all the coronavirus stuff started just permeating every cell in our bodies, but it's so, so like relevant to what we're experiencing. So I know for myself, and I have a feeling for you too, that food has a different meaning, but we're kind of wishing it didn't. You know, we're told through diet culture and fat phobia that food either kills us or cures us. But here's the reality is food is so much more than that. It's very soothing, satisfying, super pleasurable, and it also connects us. And I don't know about you, but I'm a longing for connection. I'm also longing for time alone. (laughs) But what a duality, right? But I know I'm not alone here. Anyway, I have a letter from someone who has experienced a complicated relationship with food because they have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which if you're new to the podcast, I talk about PCOS a lot because it's an area of specialization for me. But people with PCOS are often told they have to diet and they ha- they're told that they're like, this food is going to cure it. This one's going to kill it. And so food ends up being so robotic or It tries to be robotic, but then it just becomes chaotic for most people. And 
to go through this letter, I had to call on my colleague and friend, Elizabeth Armstrong. Her uh, work is so important and um, been something that I've been learning so much from. I got to know her on Instagram. You'll hear all about her work and what she's doing over there in this episode. I cannot wait for you to connect to it. But before we get to this episode's letter and hearing from Elizabeth Armstrong, a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. You heard me mention PCOS just now, and I do specialize in helping people with PCOS move away from diets to help the condition. You can get to this self-paced online course. It's something that you can download and have access to for as long as it exists. And I also do monthly coaching calls where we all jump on, whoever can get on a Zoom call and we answer any questions that you have been coming up for you as you've been doing this course and also have a community. Get to all the details on this course at pcosandfoodpeace.com. I am so, so excited to share with you my friend Summer Inanen's new free body acceptance masterclass. A long time ago, it was episode 87, I got a chance to sit down and talk to Summer Inanen on my Love Food podcast, and I'm pulling up the details from that podcast. I talked to her on the episode where a letter writer describes being brought up with a mother who hated her body, and now this letter writer hates her body too, and she wanted some new ways to just move forward, and Summer was amazing. She gave us so much insight in different ways to help with that noise that comes from diet culture when we've been brought around up around it and when that's the foundation on how we relate to our body. I quote Summer often on the show. <laughs> One of the things that I always love to say that Summer says is that grown-ass women need to eat a whole lot more than they think. And it's true. We need so much more fuel than we think. We've been led to believe through diet culture that we have to comply with like eating so very little or eating in a very rigid way. And summer's course, I think, is something that you will find to be another kind of asset to your journey. I know that diet culture has led you to believe that the only way you're going to get more out of life is by losing weight, but we all know that is total bullshit. And Summer has tools to help you accept your body and feel more comfortable in the skin you're in. And I trust her resources. That's why I have become an affiliate of her programs. So what that basically means is that if you end up purchasing anything that Summer sells that I get a portion of that sale. It doesn't change the price for you, but I just wanted to be transparent that I have chosen to be an affiliate for Summer's work because I believe so much in it. And I think you'll find it to be quite a great asset on your food peace journey. So if you want to get to details, just hop on over to juliedillonrd.com slash free masterclass, and that'll give you all the links that you need to get to her work. Again, it's juliedillonrd.com slash free masterclass. One last thing before we get to this episode's letter, I just want to say that there's a few more days left to do the Love Food Podcast 2020 survey. I'm trying to make this show better for you on your food peace journey. If you have just one minute of your time to fill out the survey, it'll help me better understand you, the listener, and what you're wanting to get out of the show. You can get to it at juliedillonrd.com slash survey. I know I've given so many links, so you can get to all of them right now in the show notes. And thank you so much. All right, enough of all that. Let's get to this episode's letter and hear from Elizabeth Armstrong. Elizabeth Armstrong. 
Dear Food, You have and always will be such a big part of life and identity. Growing up in an Indian household, you were everything. We would spend hours preparing delicious meals to eat and share with other people. My mom was an exceptional cook who loved nothing more than to research recipes to try out on me and her friends. Food, you are there in so many of my best childhood memories. Going out for ice cream sundaes on the weekend, discovering the magic of baking, and making cheese toast as a midnight snack with my dad. But now, at the age of 36, having battled with weight for as long as I can remember, and trying to figure out my polycystic ovarian syndrome, I realize that our relationship is really complicated. While you have brought me so much joy, you have also come with a ton of fear and anxiety for me. I remember calorie counting with my mom in the early teens, being praised for controlling what I ate, and family members commenting on my body whether I'd lost or gained weight. Food, I have starved myself of you so many times, and this will always result in me punishing myself through binging and exercising. I'm tired of weight loss taking up so much of my headspace. I'm working really hard to get some neutrality on all of this. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But sometimes even just noticing a shirt doesn't button up right anymore can set about a heap of negative thoughts. From Working Really Hard. Hey there, letter writer. Thanks for your note. And I see the tangled up mess that diet culture has provoked within your warm, fuzzy memories of your family and how food ha- played a part of that. That's really, really hard. You know, all these really warm, fuzzy experiences, unfortunately, also come with a side of body hate. To help me out sift through your letter, I'm going to give Elizabeth Armstrong a call. She is a therapist that I got to know on Instagram. God, I love Instagram. And her handle is PCOS Therapist. So of course, if someone is a PCOS therapist, you know that I'm going to want to find out more about what they're doing because you know PCOS is something that has such a complicated relationship with a person's body, relationship with food, and um, I know she's going to have so much insight for you. So let's go ahead and give Elizabeth a call. Hello. Hey, Elizabeth. It's Julie Duffy Dillon. How are you? Good. How are you, Julie? I'm doing great. Oh, it's so nice to talk to you. I love that this letter has given us an opportunity to chat to chat live. So thank you for coming on. And did you get a chance to read the letter? Yes, I did. I'm really excited to get into it. Me too. So when you were reading it, what's your general impression about what this person's experiencing? 
So I loved how they have so many positive memories of food growing up and the connection that it brought to others, but also respecting that at the same time, it's really complicated because those same connections reinforce dieting and restriction. Um, PCOS and diet culture is just seems like really buried the positive emotional relationship that the letter writer has had with food so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I hate how um, so many of us have these warm, fuzzy memories of connecting to family. And especially, like, you know, this person brought up that they're Indian and, like, culturally, there's like this kind of connection that, um, seems really wonderful the way they're describing it. And I hate that diet culture has gone in there and like been this like wedge, you know, and got in the way of some really amazing kind of connections. Do you hear that um, often from people? Yeah, I think with PCOS, especially, um, it just further complicates things because I think the way that doctors talk to us about food and PCOS Mm -hmm. on top of diet culture, it really just makes it seem like either PCOS is going to heal everything and fix it, or the food is going to fix PCOS, or that food is going to be your downfall with PCOS. Mm, That reminds me of the the saying that Evelyn Tripoli says that we have this idea that food's either going to kill us or cure us. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that kind of dichotomy, it doesn't leave room for our cultural connections to food or like our way of um, connecting with family and friends with food. It just doesn't leave room for that. Oh, that sucks. Yikes. Yeah, I think food is, it's such a big connector. It serves such a different purpose than just calories in and calories out. And it's more than just about macros and stuff. It's really a huge emotional connector for people, um, especially in relationships. And so when that gets taken away and taken away from how you culturally connect with people, that is traumatizing. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think about, you know, of course, um, we're living in a strange time with this, like, have you heard of the coronavirus? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, what's that? (laughs) Yeah. Have you heard about it? But I, when you said about, you know, it's an emotional connector, I wonder how many of us are noticing that. And I wonder how many of us feel shame because there there's like a strength in that emotional connection and then like, oh, wait, no, I'm not supposed to like feel that way about food. But yeah, I agree with you. I think food has this amazing capacity to help us connect with people without even having words, you know, just connecting with us. And then also like connecting with like our culture and heritage and our ancestors uh, it, without yeah, without even having words, this is like a way to to bridge that kind of gap or to bridge different generations. So um, I'm so thankful for that. But, you know, keeping all of that in mind, for someone like the writer, letter writer, what would you recommend as some first few steps forward? So I, one of the things that I noticed that the letter writer said was that um, she, they're trying to be neutral about things, but when we're taking steps to kind of heal our relationship with food and body, I think it's important to remember that um, we can work on being body neutral. And I think that's really, um, really important with PCOS to get to a place where we're neutral about our body. But at the same time, we can't be food neutral. Like if we're too food neutral, then we're just kind of still treating ourselves as robots. And we need to get back 
to really being positive about food, um, allowing that emotional connection, allowing it to serve those different areas for us. So first, when it comes to like being body neutral, I think that's very important. Um, She mentioned how sometimes just putting on a shirt that doesn't button up correctly can kind of send her spiraling into negative thoughts. So with that, I would maybe encourage them to try changing the dialogue that they have in their head when that happens. Maybe saying something like, this shirt is uncomfortable for me today, or my body has changed since the last time I put this on. And let those just be neutral statements, not, oh, I've gotten fat, or oh, this is always too small for me. Just finding neutral ways to change our dialogue. And then sit with that for a second. Maybe take a deep breath or place your hands on your stomach to connect with yourself again and get back to that place of feeling neutral in that moment. Oh, that's such great advice. Um, I Especially because this person has already connected with certain thought patterns that are leading to this complicated relationship with their body. And which is so, that's such hard work right there to have that awareness. So that's um, a wonderful step forward that... Um, I know will be helpful for many people. So with that in mind, are, are there any other steps that you are thinking would be some ways forward? Yeah. So I think to kind of balance that out with um, with being food positive. So they mentioned so many positive memories about childhood and food, very specific things about um, making cheese toast with their dad, baking, enjoying ice cream sundaes, trying new recipes. And so I would really encourage the letter writer to lean into those things. Um, Maybe make a dish that you and your mom would make and think about the happy memories while you eat it. But just reclaiming food away from calorie counting or being robotic about it, taking some time to really be intentional about feeling positive emotions with those foods that you already know trigger um, positive memories. Food is pleasure and enjoyment and nourishment and comfort, and it can serve in so many ways that are bigger than just calories and eating because we have to survive. Mm, that's so, so good. So I, think yeah. if, so I think if they can recreate those emotional connections and kind of reinforce that would be really important to reclaiming the relationship that they had with food when they were younger. Mm, yeah. And I can see that be such a strong way to just help get over some of the humps that are going to happen along the food peace journey. You know, there's times where diet culture can be so pervasive, but connecting to this other way of um, experiencing food in your body, I'm I'm hoping it would give people strength to get through those tougher times. Yeah. And I mean, we're facing a tough time right now with coronavirus and everything. And I know, I don't know if you've seen this going around, but people are um, panicking about emotional eating right now. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just feel like that does not serve you. Like emotional eating is, can be good. It can be a way that we've coped with trauma or stress in the past. So it's going to be really natural for us to do that again. But if we can find ways to connect those connect whatever we're eating to positive emotions and positive memories, maybe times that we were connecting with other people instead of being in isolation, then 
that's a really important and positive way to emotionally eat. Uh, and, and not get stuck in that shame spiral that, yes. that that comes with like, oh, I'm emotionally eating. That means I'm doing it wrong. No, that's like how we're wired to survive. And right now, that's what so many of us are doing is finding a new way. Have, yeah. That's what we have our have access to. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a strength. It's not a weakness for sure. Well, I was going to ask you about some things on the food piece syllabus, but I want to make sure I got through all the points that you have um, as steps forward. Are there any other steps that you're thinking about? I think those were the main things to kind of change the narrative that you have um, and create more body neutral statements that you can say, but then at the same time, balancing that with creating positive emotionally charged food moments too, to get that connection back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can almost visualize just like how that will help um, push someone forward in a sense and not in like a hurry up, move along, but just like help person feel more powerful as they're moving along. So yes. we have something on the show called the Food Peace Syllabus. If you're new to Love Food Podcast, the Food Peace Syllabus is a collection of resources like books, blog posts, other podcasts, anything under the sun that helps your relationship with food and your food peace journey. And you can get a copy of it at juliedillonrd.com. And would you like to add anything to it? Yeah. So specifically to the PCOS piece that um, the letter writer brought up, and that's what I focus on. But there's a new uh, pamphlet put out by the London Center for Intuitive Eating. Um, Laura Thomas um, put it out. It's 16 pages all about PCOS and it's a weight inclusive, it's non-diet. It covers things like what is PCOS? What are the symptoms? What causes it? um, The emotional side of of PCOS, how it affects your mood um, um, and different ways to combat it, to cope with it and to advocate for yourself. And I just I think they just came out with it um, this in the last few months. And I just love it so much. Yeah, I love the stuff that she puts together. Not only is the content always fabulous, but she always makes things look really good too, like in a graphic design way. I love her aesthetic, I think. And I actually did a podcast episode with Laura Thomas. Her podcast is called Don't Salt My Game. I think I did it two years ago now, but it was a really big deep dive into PCOS. So I'll put a link to this pamphlet and then also to that podcast episode in case someone wants to also take a listen to that. Laura is a very, um, I trust her work tremendously. Anybody who has a complicated relationship with food, whether they have PCOS or not, Laura is a really wonderful dietitian and she's based out of the UK. So thank you for that. Um, yes, any, I any, love how careful she is with people. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And um, she also has a nice like um, sassy side that I appreciate. Yes. <laughs> um, so was there anything else that you want to add to it? I think that's it. Awesome. Well, I hope you also, I'm going to add it since you haven't, but um, your work on Instagram, and that's how I found you and connected with you was on Instagram and your handle, of course, is PCOS therapist. Um, I want to also put that on there for anybody who has PCOS. There's definitely not enough therapists, um, especially not enough weight inclusive therapists who have just an understanding on PCOS and, you know, are ready to explore it in a way that, and like the psychotherapy experience. So I'm going to put your 
your Instagram on there too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, I really appreciate all of your time and your expertise. If someone wants to know more about you more than they find on Instagram, is there a place where people could go to check out your work or find out a way to work with you? Yeah. So they could go to PCOSTherapy.com. Um, and that's how we can connect to um, start working together. And then also there's a link just through my Instagram handle. So if they find me on Instagram first, they can easily connect through that. Um, I try to be pretty responsive on there. So even just a DM, we can get connected. Oh, fabulous. Well, thank you so much. And selfishly, it was so great to talk to you. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much, Julie. So there you have it. Letter writer, I hope we helped you sift through some ways to move forward. I hope you enjoyed my conversation that I had with Elizabeth Armstrong and be sure to check her out on Instagram. Again, she is fabulous and she does these amazing drawings that, I mean, they're her, that's her artwork. So when you see them on our Instagram feed, it's going to blow you away. The representation of bodies that she does is just so healing and I love them so much. I can't say enough wonderful things about her Instagram. So check her out at PCOS Therapist. And before we get to Food's letter, because you see that Food has written back, be sure to check out my friend Summer Ananen's free body acceptance masterclass, How to Quit Hating Your Body and Feel Comfortable in Your Own Skin. You can get to all the details at juliedillonrd.com slash free masterclass. Also, just a few more days to take the Love Food Listener Survey. Remember, I'm trying to do my best at making the Love Food Podcast really help you on your food peace journey. You can get to the listener survey at juliedillonrd.com slash survey. And I will have it up just for a few more days through the month of March. All right, that's all for now. Until next time, take care. Dear Working Really Hard, We food know you're working hard to repair our relationship. We see all the effort and we see diet culture blocking your path. Experiencing PCOS in our fat phobic culture leads us to believe that food is only calories in, calories out. That is so wrong. As you experience throughout life, food forges a bond between people generations, and cultures. It tells the story of our ancestors and keeps relationships moving forward. Keep these truths in mind. Call out the lies while trying to rewrite the thoughts that sell diet culture. Recognizing that food soothes, pleases, and satisfies us while uniting us with humanity is the healthiest thing of all. Love, food. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. Say 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.